Hi, I'm Bryce. And I'm Jimmy. We are telecom and creative professionals. We're also fans of podcasting as our respective careers give us an abundance of windshield time. While there is a podcast for just about any obscure topic you can think of, there was no regular podcast pertaining to Montana politics. That is why with our combined powers, we are Montana Voices Podcast. We strive to be an independent voice for all issues pertaining to Montanans and Montana politics. We also strive to be very forthcoming with our personal biases as we attempt to see beyond them. Montana Voices Podcast does not operate in a vacuum. We need your support. Whether that be listening to our cast, providing us feedback, sending us conversation topics, sharing our content, or providing financial support. We look forward to a long career in podcasting with your added assistance. All right, uh, do we have a zinger here? Um, geez. Well, I mean, I, I, I wish I could think of one, but really there, there is no zinging. Not until the uh, snow melts is gone. Well, that's uh, good. We'll we'll dive right into it. Welcome to episode, uh, we're getting up there, 21, Bryce. Episode 21, <laughs> Snow Day, uh, I think is what we're going to call it, because that's what we're going through right now. Yeah, uh, the snow's too damn cold out there for my liking. Uh, I'm all about Montana and our climate and stuff, but specifically the Great Falls climate where it's gone within a few days. This has been pretty crazy for it to stick around for an entire month like this. Yeah, so, isn't there some four foot of accumulated snow over there? Or? I I wouldn't say four feet. There's a whole ton in my backyard, maybe like two or three. But um, I think there's probably like four up in the mountain area. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's unfortunate. We've got I don't know what the accumulation is here. Uh, we're always a little bit warmer than you, but um, it's warming up. It's going to be high of 24 here tomorrow, which is pretty nice comparatively to what we had uh, yesterday. Which is uh, absolutely. Why I'm surprised they closed the schools today. Um, Missoula Public Schools were closed today in a lot of uh, places that you would suspect, like uh, the surrounding areas, the Bitterroot Valley. So that's, uh, you know, Hamilton, Victor, uh, uh, the like, and I think Frenchtown was out as well. So probably a lot of school closures around. But I'm surprised they were open Monday, but not Tuesday when it was not blowing and was also, you know, 10 degrees warmer than the previous day. Well, you know, I'm sure they, they have a cutoff time where they need to make the call. And, uh, you know, they, they, maybe they just couldn't make the call in time and like, well, screw it. We're not going in tomorrow then. Well, they called us, automated system called us at 10 p.m. Oh, on, on Monday night um, saying there was no school today. So uh, apparently uh, they'll send that call out whenever they want. But 10 p.m. Yeah. I don't maybe- think Great Falls uh, Public School System has got any kind of uh, notification system like that yet? Uh, no, I get a phone call and a text message. Uh, um, all come in at the same time because both my mine and my wife's are linked up to them. So we, there's no way not to hear about it. I it's, see. It's the modern age, uh, but I wonder if it has something to do with uh, there is also an emergency travel only. To which I say, the law enforcement does not have the right to uh, prohibit uh, or inhibit free travel of citizens. Sovereign citizen, right here. I believe so, it's more of a recommendation. It's a suggestion, which uh, uh, I uh, declined their suggestion. I mean, um, yeah, it's not like they can, uh, you know, pull you over and be like, well, is this an emergency? And you're like, well, I mean, not not technically. And they're going to write you a ticket for being out in unsafe conditions. You know, you're right. It's completely unenforceable. It's a suggestion that, you know, everyone ignores, um, myself included, uh, 
went out and he started the morning by being stuck. Uh, it was a good way in the truck of all things. So not like I'm driving a 81 Civic. Uh, got a new Tundra here that's has Tundra in the name. I, I thought this was its natural habitat. I think so. My cobalt uh, it definitely is not its natural habitat. It's did not take the heat or the cold very well yesterday. Well, um, neither did I, so that's understandable. But yeah. Great Falls schools are open, and I understand they have not taken a snow day since 1989. Uh, they haven't, and they're not keen on doing it anytime soon. Well, I'm thinking they might have done this the right way, so shout out to, uh, uh, what's her name again, Bryce? Uh, Tammy Lacey. Tammy Lacey. St- You're going to catch some heat there throwing her a shout out but all right i'm with it there she uh is still creating a safe spot there for kids to go uh who don't necessarily have parents to stay at home and watch them during these snow days and i think that that's a bigger issue than a lot of these parents who are online complaining about uh you know care to think about well they i think they did it the right way saying that weather related excuses are accepted as excused absences which exactly makes perfect sense but that's the exact line of thinking i had is the you know when schools are closed there are parents that have to go to work and don't have a choice and you have kids home alone so they uh shout out to Tammy Lacey for doing the right thing hopefully the new guy has that same uh insight into that that's all we can hope for there so Anyways, um, geez, let's see, do we want to do a recap or do we just want to jump straight into it here? Uh, recap, well, we didn't we have something about the school, the, the new superintendent, I can't even remember his name. Um, uh, Tom but, Moore, I believe. Tom Moore, well, there'll be complaints about him soon enough. So Yeah, we'll, you, you just wait, Tom, your time's coming for you to screw up something. Yep, um, well, um, economic opportunity in Great Falls, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, economic education, that's the UGF, it's shutting down a lot of their things. Um, Billings being classy AF, and Billings, oh no, new on this one, Billings Beat being back. So let's go ahead and run right into our new stuff, I guess. It's uh, right. exciting times. Good deal. We, so. We're looking forward to the future, not back. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, first up here, we got raw milk. And this um, was surprised wasn't a thing, because... I've had raw milk. I didn't realize that I was uh, breaking a law. Yeah, I had no idea that it was illegal or that anyone really was into drinking this other than farmers who were out there milking their cows. And then at that point, uh, you know, clearly you couldn't sell it, but it sounds like it's just illegal to even have it here. Yeah, which is, uh, I was surprised that that was the case. I mean, it's one of those things that's probably never enforced. Uh, you know, having it on the books definitely pre- prevents commercial activity on it. But, you know, here in Missoula, we have a, uh, I believe it's downtown, it's a locally grown mushroom shop or, uh, you know, bus. I'm not sure what they are. but <laughs> Bus? Yeah. Does it have wheels? Uh, yes, it has wheels. It moves. It moves. Oh, well, uh, he's got to go I'm find sure. mushrooms, right? I'm not sure what. I was on a discussion board about it, and I guess the... Uh, comment somebody made is if 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 it's locally grown you know the yuppies are going to be all over it and that is exactly it now we can get locally grown raw milk because uh I'm sure there's cows somewhere around here oh it's only a matter of time there before missoula has a raw milk bar there i assume and you know they have cows just right there you can go milk your own cow uh it's got a name can feed it hay you can really just enjoy your time spent with a cow 
Oh my goodness. I, I hadn't thought of it going, you know, full beatneck yuppie and we're, we're giving somebody an idea here uh, you're going to see a huge clash between the animal rights activists of the town but you're going to see a huge pushback from the owners who are going to come out and say these cows are better taken care of than any other cows in the world even better than the uh kobe beef i think it is is the, the, the ones that they the make in that no not not the ones in the steakhouse i'm trying to think there's like this other cow that they have in japan and that one, um, geez, what is it? They like, they pampered the cow throughout its entire life. They feed it really good food. They massage it. They let it watch TV and listen to music. They talk to it. And then like, they kill it really like nice somehow or something. But anyways, well, it ends up being like somewhat nice. I mean, it's just a nail gun through the head. It's, and the cow's none the wiser before and obviously not after. So I think they wait for it to be asleep to do it or something. But oh, either way, I... they every they try to introduce like zero uh, stress into this cow's life when they do this. So um, yeah, that's just kind of what this feels like. So well, I have a feeling you're going to see some crazy uh, yuppie over there get this idea, and you're going to see him set up a milk bar where they're going to have these kind of setups where you can hang out with your cow and talk to it and feed it hay and watch a movie with it and then milk it and it's gonna be weird <laughs> missoula weird um you're right well we're talking about yuppies that almost feels more like a bozeman thing so maybe they'll have the first uh cow experience i guess because that would be an experience you can spend your hard-earned or dollars on ah oh, geez <laughs> Well, we got to copyright that idea or whatnot. We had it here first on Montana Voices Podcast. Indeed. Uh, LLC. I'll yeah, I'll, uh, set that up. You know, we're <laughs> not objected to franchising, uh, but uh, you just got to make sure those checks keep on flowing in. That's right. You hear that, Mr. Soros? <laughs> well, um, apparently we're going to hear about Zinke again. He is uh, back in the news, and it's sort of just a... Uh, a mention um, because uh, Zinke gotten himself well up he's in a bit of hot water and he's sort of butting heads with this uh, seems like a very liberal uh, almost environmentalist group uh, they don't quite dabble in the real environmentalist stuff as much as you think of the you know people that are saving whales and trying to take down oil vessels but the Western Values Project and they have um, pretty much it sounds like that they did a public uh, information's request of any information they could get out of the Department of the Interior. And, of course, Zinke didn't like them. He said that they needed to be investigated. Um, and they're just a sort of a loose group of people and, and hardly even an online newspaper. That's you know, Like not a couple of idiots with a podcast and a domain name. <laughs> hey, we've got the servers, too. We're, <laughs> we are more legit than that. We got the prediction engine too. There's quite a lot to this operation that a lot of people don't think about or consider. But uh, yeah, prediction engine 2.0, I might add. Um, we are far indeed. ahead of. Well, one was just a concept, from what I understand. It was never made it off of the paper. But here we are, too. You know, that's me. That's me hitting it there. I'm sure. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah. I, well, now um, under its new head, they are now there's. A new bill going through that uh, gives them greater sort of latitude in what they can consider, you know, internal stuff that's not privy to public eyes. So essentially saying this is our, our interbusiness stuff and you don't have uh, access to this. So they're limiting public, 
records requests. And so that has sort of been the legacy of Zinke, and because of, uh, certainly because of the, oh geez, the legacy of his, you know, sort of the tainted reputation there. But if only Zinke could lie low for a while. If only. Well, you know, I could kind of see him operating like this. He was a Navy SEAL, so that group is always about the hush-hush, you know, so uh, I figured that when he got into this role of political administration that he would be all for transparency. It's what he ran on, as I recall. And so to see, I mean, anybody who tries to, like, keep more documents like this under wraps, that should be a red flag to the public, you'd think. I would think every time, and I understand that certain things um, maybe should be seal- shielded that are... That's why we have that, but... classific- that classified option, you know? Yeah, you can get your papers that are mostly sharpied out, what it looks like, so... Indeed. Well, no. uh, so... to be clear, Zinke's not uh, the head of this, but he is in the news, and we're still waiting to hear more news from Zinke from his uh, pyramid-like cryptocurrency, whatever his... I'm still not sure what that company does that he's involved with. It but. sounds like it's some sort of arms manufacturer, but they are like specialized in cryptocurrency. So maybe they're finding a way to kill you through your phone. I don't know. Uh, but either way, it's creepy and they don't have a fucking website, which is even more creepy. So, yeah, you, you don't need to know if but you needed to know you already do. If so. they don't have a website like that's. They don't have a website. They're probably killing people. Yeah, I don't understand exactly, you know, anything about it. And you think there'd be, you know, more, you know, surface scratching to what a, you know, high, former high-ranking public official is now doing as a, uh, essentially a lobbyist or act communication specialist. I'm not even sure what he's doing with them. Yeah, no, but, I don't think he's a lobbyist. I think he's staying out of the Washington portion of it, but. Either way, he probably you know, should stay out of Washington. So I think it would do the. I don't know. It would make it would certainly look a lot less shady if they started up a Facebook page for this place. You're right, and I'm surprised that. Uh, you know, granted, I've said before that we are not journalists here. Um, certainly, we have a uh, you know day jobs or jobs and stuff, and don't have the time to do uh, journalism for people. So we sort of just take it secondhand from them, but. You know, nobody's bothered to look into this and give us a nice article explaining what exactly is going on here. So, someone should write that so that we can complain about this more. Absolutely. <laughs> and speaking of complaining, and another thing, uh, you know, maybe equally as surprised as the raw milk incident, where I, I was surprised that that was a law. Um, vaping. Um, I always sort of assumed that wouldn't be allowed in public schools, but I guess uh, up until this new bill that's coming through, it has been. So you can vape in public schools. Congratulations. That's, you can? Yeah, it's an interesting point. You, I don't know. How I you, don't know of any school like, you can vape in. I was going to say, because every single school that I go into has got just the sign that says no tobacco products. And they're pretty clear about that. Of like, does it have tobacco in it? And well, oh, oh, d- yes or no? Yes or no? Does it have the tobacco? And so, I uh, very few people. You know, well, geez, you're gonna have a lot of people saying that there's no tobacco in vaping. Uh, well, the, there could be. It's really impossible to tell. But I'm, this sort of rub, sort of just 
lumps vaping in with tobacco products, whether or not it contains tobacco. It takes away that question. It's well, that's probably considered, a thing. So I don't know what this is describing exactly, because I already thought you... Can you buy uh, vape products if you're under 18? I don't that, believe so. You might be able to like buy the parts individually and then put it together, like you know like how you how you can like order parts for a gun off the internet, but not buy a gun off the internet. Oh, that uh, brings me back. As of now, you can still download the uh, 3D print things to make your AKs uh, uh, for yeah. now. So give it some time. We'll that'll certainly go away. Be careful oh. about pulling those documents, though. Make sure you do it at a Starbucks. A Starbucks through a VPN, but. The so. yeah, so I didn't. I thought the vaping products were already considered that, but I guess this makes it official. Um, so you can't vape in school already, and this sort of makes it statewide. But I'd be very surprised if uh, there was a school that allowed vaping in it. So probably draw a lot of eyebrows. So either way, uh, that, that that's a good move for the state to, to be making there. Uh, next topic here, we've got uh, looks like. Fiber providers are wanting to be exempted from some property taxes for their fiber huts. Well, um, so to be clear, you say fiber, fiber providers, but um, as far as I know, no fiber provider has you know spoken out on this. So the internet it, people, let's say the that. internet people. So I, I think it's just government looking to do yet another thing to encourage uh, you know that sort of infrastructure for those very remote areas. However, I don't think that. I mean, it's a drop in the bucket as far as, I mean, you consider a fiber hut, which is an unassuming shack that, you know, people probably don't even notice, like an 8 by 10 building in the middle can of the field. put a lawnmower inside it if it had a bigger door. Yep, exactly. So not a whole lot of property there. And most of them are, you know, I think a lot of them are leased anyway. Um, but I think that's hardly even a drop in the bucket when you consider, you know, the property taxes you pay on the building as opposed to the cost of, you know, trenching or burying or going aerial for hundreds of miles of fiber. So uh, it's just putting another thing on the books, but I don't think it makes a difference to these guys. No. Um, I mean, they're going to keep laying it either way. I mean, people need to get connected so they can listen to our voices. <laughs> You're so. right. Uh, without a solid internet connection, you might be uh, stuck buffering us. So... <laughs> Next topic here. The state song. It sounds like it's not going to be the hippie, hippie shake. It's not going to be the hippie, hippie shake? No, nah, it got shut down. Already? Yeah. Oh, pretty, that didn't me, last too let long. Let me look it up here because I just noticed now that we didn't have that updated on the sheet here either, but I am yeah, we, pretty certain it got nailed down of uh, being stupid. <laughs> yeah, for the... Uh, yeah, we usually cast on a Sunday for you know, most listeners usually expect a, a new cast out at some point Monday and then a video cast comes out usually in the middle of the week as you know I get around to editing uh, the b-roll that we're going to put in it and such but and this time it's Tuesday and we're recording the cast for the first time so a little behind schedule but you know you're you're not my supervisor so you'll you'll get your free podcast when you get it indeed here we go dies in this in the house um but it was out of committee it showed such promise it did here let's see what does it say uh representative jacob bachmeyer a democrat from haber through house bill 390 
to propose making it Montana's official rock song, but spent much of his time on the House floor on Friday fending off bill amendments to add other artists and musicians to the proposal. <laughs> they wanted to add all these other assholes on there. They wanted to see other proposed to share the spotlight included the swing singing sons of beaches the mission mountain wood band swinging sons of beaches <laughs> really i've I, never heard of them but uh, it sounds fucking lame they should have just kept it at the hippy dippy shake and then jeff amont amant of pearl jam who hails from big sandy but i don't like oh, was the neighbors with tester were they just gonna put his name in in the in the bill just to like have it there like they weren't going to put a Pearl Jam song there. It's not like he wrote the Pearl Jam songs here in Montana. He went to Seattle and wrote all of those with Eddie Vedder. So, I mean, by that regard, we should uh, create a bill for Wayne's World because I'm pretty certain Dana Carvey's from Helena. Is he Dana Carvey from Helena? As I recall, all something right. like that. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off topic. Yeah, well, Anyways, people... Get- Let's see the law. It sounds like that our legislators saw this was ridiculous and went with the ridiculousness, and it died. That's what it sounds like happened here. Yeah, it looks like this uh, turned into a big shit show on the House floor. Uh, some lawmakers said the bill wasted time. At one point, Representative Derek Skies, Republican from Kalispell, asked for the bill, asked for the debate to end and bring the bill to a vote. Is cloture in order? He asked Representative Mike Hopkins, R from Missoula, who was chairing Friday's House session. God, I hope so, Hopkins said, but not enough time had elapsed for the cloture. Uh, you say there's a Republican in Missoula? Uh, yeah, I, he must have been on like one of the outs, out, <laughs> outer districts there for the town. Uh, he's probably in the South Hills. Bunch of rich people over there. So. Yeah, no doubt. And by, no doubt. by rich people, I mean people that can afford half a million dollars for a three-bedroom house. So. Jesus Christ. Next topic here. Bullock <laughs> is in. Bullock is making a Montana uh, tour currently. It looks like he thinks that he's uh, potentially going to look at going for that White House seat because he's got a chance in the public eye because he stayed into you know relevancy with the likes of alexandria casio well she, wait, she didn't say that she was going to run who was it kamala harris yeah Bernie sanders aoc can't run uh um, she's not yet old enough oh really wow um who else is it bernie sanders yeah, I mean, sanders elizabeth harris, warren uh, said she was going to run uh, Hillary Clinton hasn't said no yet, so you know, she's still uh, she, potential. Uh, should, should. She could, she could. Uh, it'll, you know, we're in reality TV politics, so nothing like a good rematch or remake. Uh, it's, uh, well, you know, The Rock Death was talking. Road truckers, too. Yeah, the, the Rock was talking about running there not too long ago, so who knows? We could see him jump in at the last moment. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, uh, yeah, so, uh, with the current, this is a shit show with, uh, what they have going on with the Democrats right now. There's too many people in here. It, it feels like Republicans, uh, 2016. Cory Booker as well. Forgot him. Uh, Cory Booker. So, anyway. Yeah, and these people are getting way too much time. Uh, that... A Starbucks guy, Howard Schultz, is that, is that the name? Oh, man, every, like... 
pretty much all of America shit on him when he announced that he was going to try to run, and I don't think he's going to try to run anymore. Because, uh, he's a billionaire. What does he care if people well, are shitting I mean, on him? He could, but I mean, everyone's just going to be like, okay, well, I'm here for my paycheck. Um, are we going to do your election thing or whatever it, it is? Like, at this point, I think anybody he gets on his campaign would not take him seriously. Reminds me of the Onion article back. Uh, at the end of the last election, it was Gary Johnson, and he was asking everybody who was packing up the campaign office there what they needed to do to bring it up to 270. <laughs> what do they need to do? Gary Johnson, he's supposedly out of politics. So he said if he did not win a Senate seat, uh, he was not going to run again. So we'll see if we have uh, we interested in what the libertarians do. I actually have not looked that up at all, so... I'm sure the uh, Vermin Supreme, it could be his year. This is it, baby. 2020. 2020. Uh, for those that uh, he, don't bother Googling it, he's the guy that has the boot on his head. Talks like Jon Stewart has a uh, wants to give everybody ponies or whatever else ridiculous thing. is. You uh, know, um, I used to think his ideas were a little crazy, but based off of what we've seen lately this year and last year, you know, I'm willing to give him a shot. I mean, he's uh, not a politician. That's his, his I biggest. I know. You know, and that's what America seems to really love right now is politician. People who get into politics that have no political experience at all. I, I want that guy who doesn't talk all politically correct or about anything politically based in the slightest. I want that guy up there. Yeah, but, well, Vermin Supreme could be your guy. Um, I don't know if the Green Party is viable or if they will have somebody up uh, – you know, who knows? Green Party might be a thing of the past at this oh, point. It's just a matter of how much money they get from the Red Party there, right? Yeah, the, the Red Party. Uh, Jill Stein. Um, I don't think we need to see her again. Is she? I thought she went under a rock there because the. Uh, she got caught up with all the Russia stuff here. Pretty yeah, sure she's she staying did. as quiet as she can right now. Yeah, it's probably uh, what she needs uh, right now. But uh, I remember the day when we used to laugh at uh, you know Jill Stein for course she doesn't really have any much political experience or any if possibly um not spend too much time on her but then she'd do dumb political things that uh didn't make any sense you're like she's just such a freshman at this she has no idea what she's doing in this and now we have aoc for that so <laughs> the tides have turned look i know that aoc is heavily new york and montana based but i still feel like we got to talk about it here because it's uh a big it deal appears, that's really ruffling a lot of feathers here with the conservatives. Well, it, it sounds like Facebook a lot of page. people should pack up and move to New York and uh, cast their vote against her. So I told uh, one of my conservative friends that earlier today, like, well, if you hate her so much, why don't you move to her district and vote her out then after you become a resident? And he said, what, move to that district? They've got, um, you know, not, not with those prices basically is what it came down to the prices and then the, he, she was killing jobs in that area and it completely was missed that i meant like go there and get her out of that position of power but either uh, way you know well, uh, she it, it, oh, i think to it's be enjoying her fame and you know she's sort of fighting everybody now um uh feinstein she uh you know criticized her and and feinstein was basically um get off my lawn as i recall so <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, I haven't seen the video yet, but I hear that she got into it with a bunch of children. AOC got into it with children? Or? No, Feinstein. Uh, <laughs> AOC got into it with a bunch of her peers, you mean? Yeah, um, yeah, she's she's pretty young, and 
you know, gets a uh, a lot of time on the TV, um, especially for somebody that represents one district in that the majority of the country is not in, just one district in New York. Um, you don't see our senators getting, you know, that sort of time. Um, certainly not. So, um, yeah, inexperience. But this might uh, be like a firecracker, and we'll, I guess we'll see how things play out if she uh, misburns out and people are, are sick of her because they've seen so much of her, or if uh, this works to her advantage. Who knows? Yeah, we'll have to find out. She's, uh... Oh, she could be a contender in 2024. I believe she is getting very fierce. Uh, that last video, it sounds like uh, she got pretty pissed off at some people who were criticizing her Green New Deal, and she basically said, "Well, you don't like it too fucking bad. You're gonna go with it." And everyone's like, "Oh, well, huh. that sounds quite mighty dictatorship-like of you." And uh, uh, go figure, uh, a socialist getting all authoritarian. <laughs> imagine <laughs> that. Yeah, so everyone had a really great chuckle about that in the, in the threads, it looked like. But I don't know. I just feel like she's put in that position. Maybe she should give it a shot. It's not like her plan is the plan that's going to take off. Everyone's got to vote yes on it. So if you don't like it, uh, tell your representatives. Yep, your representatives here in Montana who had this same vote the same power, same political power as AOC. If that is your con so concerned about AOC, what happens uh, literally 2,000 miles away, then talk to your senators to cancel out her vote or or actually our senators probably have a little bit more power because they are seniors. They're not freshman senators and they're on important committees. So, you know, Tester and Danes, uh, they're your guys. Well, she's not even a senator. She's just a representative here. So, oh, excuse like, me. House straight up. Um, yeah, Gianforte. So you see how little I know about Montana. <laughs> exactly. No, I thought she was a senator, too, or something. But, yeah, apparently she is indeed a uh, U.S. representative here. So the only thing standing in between her political influence, uh, political poison, depending on who you're talking to, and, uh, you know, the prosperity of America is one Greg the Body, Gianforte. So let's well, hope he can... I, I think we're going to be all right. So, <laughs> yeah, he'll be... Uh, you're right. And, you know, our senators definitely have more political sway than her as well. Because, well, back to Montana. Um, this is sort of old news. Um, but you cannot speak Spanish in the northern border. And old is in over a year... Um, for those not in the know, some uh, people were speaking Spanish on the Amtrak train, as I recall, and they got uh, maybe not detained, but sort of detained by a Border Patrol agent. Who... He did not let them leave without hassling them a lot. Yeah, but they like. weren't detained. That's they sort of a... probably that's... could have just said fuck off and walked, but at that point... That's uh, suspicious and needs to be investigated. That's suspicious. The dude at that point could throw cuffs on you, and at that point, yeah, you're being detained. But at this point, they In my kept experience, cool. if you have to ask if you're being detained, the answer is usually yes. Yeah, um, well, it depends on how, if they want to get into it. It makes depends them... Depends on how white you are, basically. It makes the officer think twice about uh, the a actions at hand, I feel. And if he's allowed to detain you or not. Um, in this instance, like I can see why the dude stopped and asked them, but at the same time... Uh, I don't think it was necessarily appropriate that he stopped and asked them for longer than like 30 seconds, you know? Well, depending on, well, the Supreme Court has upheld 
that uh, Border Patrol does have the right to question people within 60 or 100 miles of the northern border. I think it's 100 because Haver is definitely within that. Yeah. Actually, most of the country is in there. And they can actually, within that range, actually have checkpoints and such. So thank goodness uh, it's the northern border we have to deal with, not the southern one. But they can, it's not supposed to be a fishing expedition. The The sole stop is, the sole purpose for the stop, without any other evidence of an obvious crime, is to ask if you're legal or not. And, you know, theoretically, according to the Supreme Court, it should just be a question of yes or no. And then they, I guess, just have to believe you if you say yes. So that's as far as constitutionally it's supposed to go, but... It's sort of become a fishing expedition for the Border Patrol and other... As you can see by the video of these, uh, I guess, two young ladies uh, detained for... Or not detained for... It was about a half hour or so? Wasn't it? Jesus. That's pretty long. I was going to say, I didn't think that the guy was that big of a jerk in it, but if he, he, he kept them there for an entire... He kept, from what I remember, he kept, like, you know, keeping as polite as he could about it and explaining why he was doing it, but... Um. Yeah, thirty minutes seems just a little excessive. Yeah, well, now the ACLU is involved, so they are suing the border patrol to prevent detainment uh, based solely on language or ethnicity. Um, which uh, well, not language, but I assume ethnicity was. This is a language in their suit. Ethnicity is included, but I thought ethnicity was a uh, protected class. And you could not be singled out for that anyway, but you could be singled out for speaking Spanish because that's not a protected class, I thought. But then again, I'm no lawyer, so. Yeah, well, what can you do? Yeah, Just, uh, because of things, and that's how we tie that back into Montana and make old news relevant again. <laughs> indeed, those walls, I tell you. Yeah, the northern wall needs to happen. We're going to cut that... Uh, we talk about on another episode that town that's uh, half in Canada, half in America. It was split right down the middle. Oh yeah. So yeah, we need a wall right there. There's a nice street right in the way, but it's already cleared. Then don't have to do any digging up of anything. Yeah, but speaking of the wall, Danes has been spending some time on the southern border. Oh, which is getting yeah. some notes for for our wall, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That must be it. Uh, you may know it, know it as the border that's, uh, you know, over 2,000 miles away and, you know, has negligible impact in our lives here in Montana. The one but that's harder to see. Important. Yeah, it's harder to see, but you know what? Uh, we have some all up, and as far as I know, we have very few Mexicans, unless you're in Billings. Um, they have the sugar beet down there and sort of a little Mexican community down there. But aside from that, how many of those are illegals, I couldn't tell you. Because it's uh, not within 100 miles of a border, so you can't uh, can't stop him and ask. But he's yeah. been spending some time down there, and he says his beliefs are concreted after he saw some people being uh, apprehended. Um, note that they were Hondurans who were not violent, and there was not any drugs involved, but he's doubling down the drugs and violence thing. He says it flows from the rigor rivers. So... I, I guess I suppose drugs is the only way to justify his presence down there. It's sort of a stopping point for most Republicans, I guess. Uh, you got to make your, your tour to Mecca, which is the wall. Indeed, got to go give it a kiss, just like the one in Israel. But uh, I, th- geez, 
I wonder if anyone brought up the tunnel situation to him because that seems like a really, really big sore thumb that everyone's kind of ignoring on the conservative side with all the uh, wall tunnels or the fact the majority of drugs and trafficking and comes through ports, actual legal ports of entry. That's where yeah. they're finding all these drugs and such, uh, and where they're finding people being you know shuffled across in the backs of trucks. So that's that's where they find them. Like we found a. A semi truck full of uh of a meth and and Mexicans, my goodness, both. And you're like, hey, that truck was on a highway going through a port of entry, not the Rio Grande. So, you mean to tell me this semi filled to the brim with people and methamphetamine was not trekking it through the desert wasteland? Uh, Get out it, of town! A, I know it's uh, pretty ridiculous. And uh, have I heard of airplanes or or anything of the of the like? So tunnels are possible and. I guess, speaking of tunnels, uh, Mr. Tunnel himself, El Chapo, is likely going to be in the same prison as Ted Kaczynski. Oh! Montana's own. It's our, uh, our, our boy there, you know. Uh, Jesus. Uh, oh, for, yeah, he's he going to the Col- Alcatraz of the Rockies. Is, that's right. Yeah, so maybe they'll uh, get together, do some... Uh, some things I understand prison has been pretty good to Kaczynski it uh, took him out of solitude he gets to see people get proper medical care be socialized so it's probably an improvement <laughs> indeed you know it's funny you mentioned it's really ironic and funny on that part because this is can, they call this place the Alcatraz of the Rockies because it's supposed to be like the most toughest uh craziest lockdown prison ever from what I understand they've never had any escapes happen at this place uh Terry Nichols from the Oklahoma City bombing is there, I guess. Yeah, the uh, accomplice. Getting them all together. Yeah, so. like, literally, like, anybody, the dude from the Boston bombing is there. Like, any bad motherfuckers that they have, they send to this place. And so, uh, yeah, it. you know, Ted went here, and as you said, he it was probably a good thing for him because he gets to see more people now and gets medical attention as opposed to just sitting in a you know shack in the middle of nowhere by himself for you know huge amounts of time so he could just make bombs and shit so now he can't make bombs and he's uh getting medical attention i guess so he still killed a bunch of people and he's pretty fucking sick for doing that uh, oh, we went crazy in the woods. Uh, you know, we romanticize that sort of thing with, uh, was it Walden that everybody had to read in uh, high school? Uh, Thoreau, where he went to the forest, watched ants doing crap and stuff, and wrote a thing about it. And for some reason, it's relevant to us. So Yeah, they really push that hard and then turn around and tell you not to push that hard. It's a strange time there in, in high school. But, yeah, yeah. yeah that, I wonder how close they'll put those two cells. Good point. Well, not right next to each other. I understand it's pretty solitary, but I'd uh, think I guess that it, they'd put him next to somebody who can speak Spanish. Okay, you don't want that. They could be cooperating. Could be accomplicing, perhaps. Yeah, good point. Well, maybe they will put him with uh, Ted then at that point. Yeah, and you don't want it to be too pleasurable for him. I mean... Put it with your ilka. I don't think so. Well, actually, I have no idea how they run these things. But, you know, also curious to me, I did a terrible job of, uh, I just put this uh, thing about Ted Kaczynski right in the middle. And we t- were talking about Danes and we went to Kaczynski and now we're we're back to Danes because I, I terrible organization, I guess. That's okay. Uh, we, uh, you know, you don't want to 
inundate everybody there with too much Danes at one time. So yeah, you, you need a uh, you know a breather, I guess, before we get back into the Danes Indeed. news. So, all right, let's get back to the D. So there is a um, I'm, I'm going to call out you know the the Montana Post, which is sort of a left leaning uh, online newspaper that's been uh, particularly critical of Danes and how. He spends no times uh, doing town town halls or talking to people or doing, you know, anything according to them. Um, but it appears he is currently on a fifty-six county tour, um, and I. And at first, there was hardly any info about it. Maybe they were just getting started. But the only thing I could found about his tour, he went to Glasgow was his first stop, and good good choice, good choice. You want to get that highline out of the way as soon as you can, and. <laughs> the only thing I could find about it was literally like a calendar entry in the Glasgow Courier. Uh, it was just just one note, and uh, then we're interrupting Bingo tonight, so uh, Danes can talk to us for an hour. <laughs> I'm sure there was uh, a lot of flack with that one, but it wasn't listed on his personal or public pages at the time. But now there is a um, on his official government, you know, Danes.Senate.gov. There is an official 56 county tour. But they are what it feels like kind of hush hush about it so maybe i was being critical of the montana post uh once again not a real newspaper online only that's uh really left-leaning um similar to those uh western values people we talked about earlier but they might be some truth in this that you know he doesn't want to attract too much attention he just wants to do this say he went to all 56 counties talk to people but he only wants the people in the know to know about it sort of like an invite only thing is kind of what it feels like it's kind of hush hush oh well uh let's just see where are the dates (laughs) where are are you serious you're you're on the website right now so there's uh he's kicked off the tour with uh with no dates uh past or or future yeah, no, this looks like it's straight up. Yeah, this weekend, Danes, and it's funny because they're talking about 56 counties and they name these places and they don't even name the counties. As he visited Billings, Glasgow, Wolf Point, Glendive, Weibo, Terry, Circle, and Sydney. Why don't you tell us what counties those are in? Are some Steve? of those in the same county? Um, Let's see. Where's Wilbo? Weibo is... Is it Weibo? Weibo is its own there, county, but... I think. Is it? Let me check here. Yeah, they probably need their own candy to hold them hold them in. We're going to so. investigate this because I know like, I'm pretty certain. See, Glenn Dives in Dawson. Where's Terry at? Yeah, I've only heard of Terry in Terry's passing. in Prairie County? Okay, so Sounds that, like a great place. So yeah, looking at his site here. It's over yeah. there by uh, Fallon County, which is Weibo County as well. And uh, they got their own county, Circle Excellent. Sydney's Richland. So yeah, he really did hit all of the. Well, he didn't hit. Pl- why didn't he hit Plentywood? Ooh, yeah, you, you don't want. He probably doesn't want to be in Plentywood. Like he straight I, up missed. Uh, yeah, he missed Sheridan County on this. He was right there. He was right there. <laughs> That's a long drive back for one one tiny county. Yeah, they probably refuse to And then you got Daniels Bingo. County up that's... there, too. Uh, Scobie. Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. Up at Scobie, they uh, have a full roster. Schedule can't be messed with. <laughs> yeah. First opening we yeah. have is March. Yeah, those re- retirees get uh, get angry about it. So they, uh, yeah, he's 
doing several counties with no dates. And looking at the pictures they have on his website here, he's in a room of some 20 people in, in each of these. Just these. Oh, granted, I mean, we'll, we'll, <laughs> is there more than 20 voters in, in some of these places? But, you know, nothing from, from Billings where you'd think there'd be lost. Uh, lots of people in, you know, Glendive. He's a picture of him sitting down with one sheriff. So, and he looks like in, uh, is it, is it Weibo? How do you say that? Yeah, Weibo. In Weibo, it looks like he visited the retirement home. So, and that's about it. Pretty, uh, pretty sparse here for a full fifty-six county tour. But you know, you did, if you're in the know, if you're the people that they want there, you you already know where to be. So that's that's what I understand about this. Yeah, I don't know. I I would have made it to Scoby myself, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Well, I guess one last thing on Danes. Um, he has some legislation on the national level to, uh, he wants private rooms for breastfeeding in federal buildings. And we have discussed boobies here before. Indeed, we have, um, feel that they should probably have a private place to do that, but that's just more for It's not a bathroom, them. it does specify, not a bathroom. Yeah, that's just more f- to give them an area to do it if they feel they need to. If they want to do it out in the middle of the hallway, I'm all for it. And if anybody gives them trouble about that, and I am all for causing a scene to make that person feel horrible about giving that person any sort of critiquing about that. And, you know, they should be criticized for that. I mean, it's the literally the most natural, normal thing <laughs> that they are against here. So Yeah. Um, Weirdos. Well, <laughs> Weirdos. So, uh, yeah, so one of the things he has introduced, and, you know, he has a lot of the other normal Republican things concerned about, you know, estate taxes and and uh, and property taxes he has going through and fiscal bills. Um, but for the most part, I think we discussed this in a previous episode that he's co-sponsoring or, or voting with uh, Tester a lot of the time. So not a huge contrast between the two on the national level, it feels like. I wonder... Geez, I'll bet you those two have a, a, a wild relationship. I'll bet they give each other shit a lot. Give each other shit, but yet they should fly in the same plane, I'd argue. Um, yeah, they should. They should all they take should. the same. Uh, I think that uh, Greg uh, owes it to the people of the state to use his plane uh, to chauffeur our leaders to the Capitol. I mean, he's going there as well. It sounds like he's flying his own plane, and basically, uh, from what I, I mean, is from it, what I can find, he gets reimbursed the the cost of a commercial uh, plane ticket, essentially. So he's doing this at his own cost because he doesn't want to. You know, I mean, if you have the choice, I mean, you fly your own plane, obviously. But yeah, if you had a plane in the first place, I have a feeling that's a. Uh, I don't know how many people like just walk straight into Congress and have their own private plane immediately. Like that seems cause I, I know uh old AOC that everyone hates. She doesn't have her own fucking private plane. As I recall, she was a waitress before this. Uh, did she even, come I mean, yeah, I was say, didn't she, she have, have like a, a she had accord. a civic that she was still making payments on as a, or some shit like that. Like it was really, uh, you know, slums there. Something that a lot of people can relate to probably not realizing it. <laughs> Yeah, that's she's very relatable, very young. But yeah, on a 
as far as having their own plane, I mean, some might say that, you know, these people are, are well off and, and don't represent, um, you know, the same values and the same struggles that me and you, you know, are going through. But on the flip side of that, you might argue that you want somebody elected representing you that was apparently pretty good at whatever game they were doing, the game of life, and have, you know, gotten a lot of money to afford their own plane. So, uh, Gianforte, I think, might fall into that category where he earned his money, has his own plane, and that's at a tribute that's a quality, I guess, as opposed to a, uh, a negative, as you might expect. I just, man, I will always have this issue with Mr. Gianforte of every interview I've seen with him, it seems that people ask him a question about the clouds, specifically his comment on the clouds and he will What's just comment on the cloud he will just reiterate that he is here to uh just to support the the blueness of the sky and and that's all the comment he will give on any subject of the sword and it just and that could be said for any topic of the sword i just use clouds and sky as a potential example there but uh he could yeah, be a, a lot more straightforward with his answering to the press Absolutely. Well, that's just regular politician, and I thought. I mean, it's the thing that Trump doesn't do. Uh, sometimes he'll just ignore your question, or he'll just tell you to screw off. Um, but he's sort of giving answers directly to questions. Um, but he doesn't do it in the same way you expect a politician to. It's like, well, I'm here to support my constituents and, and you know do the things, do the best for the country, whatever. Um, but Trump says things like, we're going to build a wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. Something very specific um, which is something that you know was it 10 years bush senior that really shot him in the foot uh, rest in peace uh, bush senior no new course. taxes bush no no new ta read my lips no new taxes then put in new taxes he gave people something quantifiable to to put in there but you hear you know trump say things he says exact things and they don't quite bite him the same way as everybody else he makes exact promises that he you know, can't fulfill like making Mexico pay for a wall that they don't want that would be our wall, things like that, that make no sense that nobody, no reasonable person I thought think believed, and yet he's not hanging on that. So, you know, maybe the the tides have turned and Gene Forte needs to to jump on that boat to say uh you know exact things. Indeed. So. Are we that sort of were we that tired of the runaround that we were willing to accept something we thought was an outright lie? I mean, I, I don't know. You know. He's not giving me the runaround, but he, he's lying to me. He's lying to my face, but he's, uh, he, he's not, uh, giving me a non-answer. I have a big issue with non-answers. I have a big issue with lies as well, but a non-answer is like a really shitty lie that you can see happening in front of you. So. All right. So just. Standard politician on Gene Forte. I, I think they teach you that in your orientation when you get into the uh, the Senate. So or I House, guess. excuse me. AOC must have right. been out back smoking weed during that class. Oh, we can only assume. Nah, damn kids, fucking kids! I tell you. Oh, well, update on youth rehabilitation. A topic we have touched on before. Um, not just rehabilitation in, in crime, but of course uh, the number of youth. Uh, not correction, but guidance facilities we have specifically in my part of the state western montana that are have come under a uh, i guess microscope uh, because i guess there's some wrongdoing there but bullock um is support of shifting regulation of uh, troubled teen programs 
including the nonprofit ones. And those are going to go to it's going to the uh, Department of Health and Human Services, closer to corrections and whatnot. Yeah. Sick. I'm having some troubles getting this to open up on my side. Uh, you have to do the uh, <laughs> the question here. Oh my God. You know, the Billings Gazette is going to go out of business, and this is why. Because you had to answer one question? Yep. Did you even look at the question? Nope. Did you, did you pick it? <laughs> Not that time. Don't have time for it right now. We're in the middle of the show. So, let's see here. So, this perhaps is a good thing, because currently the program is overseen by a state board um, whose majority comes from participants of the program or, or the the companies that, that do the programs. So it makes sense that an outside agency such as uh, Health and Human Services would be able to oversee them. It is still a draft bill, So, but Bullock has you know, spoken out uh, at events. Uh, you know, speaking of Bullock, uh, you can always find out where he's at. He's uh, somewhere making press appearances. It says on his website what his schedule is. So maybe uh, Danes can learn something there or, or not. Hmm. Don't say yeah, so if you ever want to know where, where he is, uh, although he does spend uh, some time out of the state, but, ah, oh, jeez. Sorry, i got to close this. You know, screw the Gazette. I have to answer a question and a video autoplays. This yeah. is why they're dying. Yeah, that's exactly it. Let's see. Steve Bullock. I'm going to check out his site right now. We're going to see where he's at. Be our small business shout-out, the uh, Steve Bullock tour. And as far as I know, he is touring. He, uh, you know, maybe he visits all fifty-six counties and doesn't need to make a uh, news press release about it. No, he uh, pretty. Do- he, I'm pretty certain he does. He takes a plane though, so that, yeah, no, that's, that's pissed a off a lot of contention. people. It's not his own plane. Let's see well, about these. Wow, he's got a cooler site. I'll throw that out there. Got a bit more organized. Jesus, he's even got a phone number here you can call him at. Yeah, phone number, an overlaid picture of him. Good, good website there. Yeah, he's got quite a few I'm things. not seeing uh, any tour dates here. Maybe he's uh, uh, finished the tour. Yeah, where's his? he has a calendar somewhere on here. It's on the site. He has a calendar of uh, you know, the big points of where he's going to be at. Press room, maybe so, that's it. No, this is just like info. I've seen it. It's here somewhere. So, hmm. um, a bit more organized. Uh, not as much as uh, who's that? Kathleen Williams uh, in the last election, who had you know case studies and large PDFs of all of her positions and real content there, which was you know too much for me to digest. You know, I'm a simple man. I vote from the heart. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's you just described most of America there, Jim. But I don't know. That's probably scared off a lot of people too. There, they saw them PDFs. So who? I, I don't want to have to do homework a, for this. I don't have time to read a twenty-page PDF on education. Just uh, you know, give me some uh, sound bites of uh, what you, of what I need here, and we'll we'll carry on. So, so uh, the war on coal. Um, coal is losing, I guess. Uh, Sydney plant's going to close by twenty twenty. That's next year. I see. And of course, coal strip is also in. Uh, you know, maybe hot water, maybe not. Uh, this bill to buy buy a coal strip for a dollar and basically buy and sell to Northwestern Energy, just switch ownership, is uh, getting a lot of traction from Republicans in the Senate. So, 
Yeah, it seems everyone wants to get this thing out of their plates and on to Northwestern Energies, which I'm almost a little concerned on that because didn't they just buy like a whole ton of dams in the state? Where are they getting the money for all of this coal now? Well, that well, if it's only a dollar, but then again, there's obviously some liabilities. Uh, yeah, as I say, this sounds like an expensive project to be taken up here. Uh, just talking about like a future proofing and such, you know. Like, so yeah, I wonder, you're going to make... So, the of course, Northwestern Energy is uh, sort of at odds, usually, with the Public Services Commission. And we've, we had an episode, we had a whole episode on that, where we even talked about, went back to Montana Power. But the Public Service Commission, so far, has no comment on this uh, this coal power plant thing, which is interesting, because one of the other things that the, uh, the bill does is actually take oversight of this specific issue away from the Public Services Commission and gives it to another to be formed commission to regulate this so it's very interesting that the public service commission would have no comment on something that effectively strips power from them and limits their ability to oversee the company that they're tasked with overseeing so very interesting that there's no public uh, comment on this yet has uh our man in great falls travis cavula is he uh have they gotten to him I was going to say, do they hate him that much that they really just want to, like, well, get all, well, he's the commissioner, we'll just get a, a new commission then, damn it. Uh, essentially, that's exactly what's happening here. Um, public service, I'm surprised there's no comment. Maybe I'll have to, maybe well, Kavula has something on his pub, his personal pages on the matter. He could be. But he's the, the head front for fighting with Northwestern Energy, and there's, you know, literally been Northwestern Energy has a blog that they only bust the keys out for to, uh, you know, basically blast Travis Cavula from Great Falls. He's from Great Falls, but on the Public Service Commission represents that region. So, and it reads terribly. Yeah, there. Uh, you can definitely tell it was a lot of emotion goes into that blog. Uh, yeah, written with uh, some hate and some some suggestion. Um, so it will be like Travis Cavula, who we have no evidence does not beat his wife. Uh, <laughs> it was something like that. Some crazy ass shit. Jesus. Yeah, they, they ring him pretty good. And then, you know, Cavula writes something and he gets published in the newspaper. And then North Western is like, oh, hold up. We're we're busting the keys out again. And they they had a good, <laughs> good spurt back and forth. Uh, but I'm surprised there's no it's sort of hush hush for for some reason. Uh, he could be looking into ways to kill it. Like I like not necessarily him, but like the the commission altogether is probably looking into everything to do with this to say, okay, how are they doing this? Why do they think they can get away with it? Can they get away with it? How can we stop them from getting away with it? But I'm also interested in why Northwestern Energy wants in on this. I mean, it's you're buying a industry that's literally legislated to die i mean sydney's closing down in 2020 colorado and washington have already made laws that they're not going to be buying coal so they they cannot uh no they cannot buy coal power or power that comes from coal as of like 2020 or 2021 so the demand is going way down and so i'm not sure why why northwestern energy even wants into this yeah, it's weird. Um, they must think that they can sell it into the state locally because that's really the only places they're going to be able to do it. And, and you know, how long is that going to last for before we decide that we're going to ban coal power too? Well, you know, that might be the other thing because if we go through this big ordeal and ascend, 
not really, I don't want to say nationalize, statalize the, uh, this specific plant and give it to Northwestern Energy, then we are in a position where we can't just readily say, hey, we're not going to buy coal anymore, coal power anymore. We, we wouldn't be able to be in that position. So maybe this is, you know, sort of rooting in coal power into something that we can't vote out. Because I, I have a feeling after the case, they're going to be running coal, they're selling it in-state, because that's the only place they probably can sell it. And then environmentalists will be like, maybe we shouldn't be burning all this coal. I mean, Montana can produce more than enough power on its own without the coal. And then there'll be something like, well, that's going to double your uh, electricity rates from Northwestern Energy. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so we might be stuck with coal power if this goes through. Maybe, uh, you know, it's just another battle in the war on coal. Well, I have to kind of pull through on this one. You know, if nothing else, at least coal strip itself will be able to have power. They can just be uh, self-sustaining there. Yep, absolutely. Every person's dream self-sustaining. Well, let's go ahead and uh, I guess, uh, you know, the beat, Billings Beat is back. Uh, and I really need a Missoula Beat or Great Falls, whatever, um, these onion sites. Uh, but uh, news article, Missoula's going to ban plastic razors to save mountain turtles. And uh, our shaving habits are, are unchanged. That's Billings Beat. You can put up. And that that is accurate. So Indeed. Uh, real quick here, let me see if we can pull up a small business shout-out here. Yeah, right here, if you're going to be in Great Falls at all. Uh, yeah, so the halftime, uh, Friday, March 1st, 7 to 11 p.m., you can catch Mr. Joel Corda uh, playing some hits down at the halftime sports bar here in Great Falls. So if you're in town, ah, Corda. make sure you drop in and see Mr. Corda there. Yeah, unfortunately, our local business shout-outs are too late for the downtown doghouse, which is perhaps my biggest disappointment in the entire town, is that's no longer a thing. It was awesome. For those that don't know, <laughs> the uh, downtown doghouse, owned by Mr. Corda, also drama teacher at Great Falls High, who taught both me and Bryce, uh, also a local musician, one of our favorites, uh, owned the downtown doghouse uh, for a good two, three years before it uh, was no longer viable. Indeed. Had a quite the nice journey there, though, I must say. So, you know. Um, I did. Well, we can reminisce about it. But, yeah, just our local business shout-out just, uh, you know, wasn't timely enough. That too. Oh, you know, we didn't bring it up either. Um, it's worth saying something because it did happen today. Um, uh, today was the memorial service, it looks like, for the Great Falls firefighter who passed away, Mr. Jason Baker. Um Looks like I'm watching the video right now. They held the service. They closed down Central, and they brought out all the fire engines and, you know, put up the big old, really big American flag from the flag on the hill, it looks like. Oh, geez. And then from what I was reading, it looks like the Billings Fire Department sent some of their guys over so that uh, we could still have people on shift, and that way they could have more of the Great Falls firefighters show up for the service. So that was really, really cool of Billings to do that. Wow, that's that's incredible. Of course, we're... Did, how did he die? Uh, I believe it was a cancer of some sort. So I'm assuming lung-related, given that he was a firefighter. Uh, that's something that I think we've... I'm pretty sure we've touched on in the past. I know it's come up in at least the past couple of years here about uh, benefits for firefighters and volunteer firefighters specifically about 
health coverage after they're done being firefighters because what they have to go through sets them up for you know a further life filled with potential health troubles. So got to do what you can to keep those guys running in good shape. Well, it's a position we certainly can't do without. So um, getting these guys that are willing to take the risk so we can have you know some security is you know what we need to do and it's part of our part of our obligations just like we have an obligation to the troops and and law enforcement to uh support them before and after the fact hopefully more before and uh less after is ideally less deaths but you know that's not the world we live in it is not well anywho uh geez now we're gonna start rambling here if we keep going on too long um, yeah, well, I guess this this ends episode twenty one, Snow Day of indeed. Montana quick. Voices podcast. Let's go ahead and go through our businesses here real quick. Um, Absolutely, you're probably already here, but our website's going to be montanavoicespodcast.com. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us to be on the show or to give us your comments or concerns, our email address is montanavoices at gmail Our Twitter handle is at montana underscore voices. Facebook, you can find us at at montana voices podcast. Our Twitch stream uh, is going to be twitch.tv slash Montana Voices, which I'm pretty certain we're going to have a lot more content coming out at you here very soon on that. Then you can catch every episode that we've released here and in the future at YouTube if you search for Montana Voices Podcast. 